The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can! With Heather Wagonhalls and the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Heather will show you how to stop chasing your wallet, eliminate debt, lose financial stress, and live the life of your dreams. If you truly ever wanted to have more, do more, be a give back more, now's your chance. Listen weekly to hear what others are doing to manage their money better with these proven strategies for building wealth with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. Now, here's your host, Heather Wagonhalls. That's more like it. Thanks for stopping by. Today's episode of Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at keystoriches.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And perhaps you could even choose the seven elements for self-empowerment. Yes, you can. 2.0. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we are here to help you get your money mind right on today's episode with the Keys to Riches Financial Philosophy. Uh, Miguel? Yes? What is this week's key? Uh, uh, the, forget the perfection principle. That You almost forgot the key. <laughs> yeah, how about that? I didn't have to look it up my cheat sheet or anything. Yay! I'm so proud of you. Yes. Uh, so we are now at our 11. 11- <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I am proud of you. Oh, that's good. Okay. I might even pay you this week. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking to yourself, oh, geez, it's about freaking time that you... <laughs> well, you know, everybody has a learning curve. Two and a half years. But that's okay. <laughs> My problem is I don't have a lot of money problems, so I don't have to study these things quite as much. Yes. And it's not that I have a lot of money. It's just that I know. I think I know how to manage it at this point in my life, which is good. Yes. But you said you've learned things, so that means that there's I've always le- room I for have, improvement. I have learned things. Yeah. Learned a lot. So we have our 11th key today. We also have our moolah word, or it's an actual phrase, and it's more than two words. So our moolah phrase is uh, cash flow related, like it was, we were sort of, we were in accounts payable on the Unlock Your Wealth radio show. Right. And uh, by the way, this week's Unlock Your Wealth radio show is fantabulous because we talk about how to buy absolutely anything right. without overspending. And it's a great little strategy. And I actually give you an example of how I deployed it most recently uh, with a rice cooker. <laughs> and uh, so that's the hook for you to tune in at unlockyourwealthradio.com or iTunes or Libsyn, wherever. Uh, make sure that you grab our show if you want to learn um, how to deploy strategies, yes, because emotion was getting the better of me and I was looking forward to and getting all excited and salivating over this rice cooker and it actually wasn't the right thing for me to be buying. So we've got a really neat uh, buying strategy uh, to help you elicit what's appropriate for you and your finances. So you can tune in at unlockyourwealthradio.com for that. And uh, our money drama today is um, self-sabotage. Oh, boy. You know, and so it's a big one. Yes. And the uh, constant flagellation that we give ourselves as a result of lack of forgiveness plays right into this week's key very nicely. Cool. 
So that's what we have in store for you on today's show. I'm so excited. So let's talk cash flow, or I should say, let's talk moolah Moolah. word of the day. And our moolah word of the day is cash flows from operating activities. So it's an accounting of funds related to the company's operations reported on a cash flow statement of a company's annual report. So this is money going in and out. So if you think about it and you, how do I, what does that have to do with me and my personal finances? Well, everything, because in order for your life to run, you have to maintain certain things. I mean, and this isn't like movies and stuff. This is home and home repairs. This is car and car maintenance. This is food because, you know, you have to be maintained sort of by like eating. So uh, this is also uh, visiting doctors and things like this. So you technically have cash flows from operational activities too on the home front. Um, So we have to think in terms of like that. and, And the better that we can adopt a business uh, accounting philosophy for our personal finances, the better off we'll be because it plays into key five, take emotion out of the picture. Mm-hmm. And I'm even thinking about changing that key name to take engagement, take engagement out of the picture yeah. because it's not just emotional, it's biological because the biological starts first. If we think about our three amigos and how we get um, catapulted into a particular direction. And then once the memory has been recalled, we experience the emotion. We don't experience the emotion first. We experience the biological trapping of the event. And then we experience the memory. And then we experience the feelings associated with the event. Good point. So, and then we can be logical, assuming that all of those are kind of moderate and we're not being catapulted in any particular direction. So, and when I talk about this, we either are moving away from pain or towards pleasure. And so if you tune into my show, um, on, um, Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and you listen to what we did with the buying strategy, you'll see what I mean, because I was getting very catapulted towards uh, an incredible expenditure that I didn't have to make, mm-hmm. you know, um, so I saved 150 bucks. That's 150 bucks. I know, it's to do something else with, Yeah, you know, so that's the beauty of that. So, um, so as we continue the definition here, this figure of cash flows from operating activities is calculated by adjusting net income to reflect depreciation expenses, deferred taxes, accounts payable, accounts receivable, and any extraordinary items. It shows how much money the company received from its actual business operations. So this would be your job and uh, any like interest income from investments. So this would be actual business operations. It does not include cash received. Oh, wait a minute. I made a mistake. Uh, so this is productivity, personal productivity that we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actual business operations. So from your main livelihood, okay, because the cash flow from operating activities does not include cash received from other sources, such as investments. I was reading it wrong. Even though I had my glasses on, I wasn't paying attention. I was reading <laughs> Like, oops, what am I doing? And then I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. That's not right. I know better. So uh, so from your actual blood, sweat, and tears, this is the income that we're talking about that we generate from the hard work that we do. Does it cover all of our expenses? Okay. And that's the question that it gets answered when we solve this equation of what comes in from our actual blood, sweat, and tears and what goes out 
in operational expenses. So again, that's that's your living. So in in a business, that would be the office. So that would be your residence. That would be again food costs, maintenance costs for the residents, transportation costs, whether it's a car or bus or however mm-hmm. you you travel, um, and any healthcare related stuff. So that's all wrapped up. If yeah. you want to translate it down to your personal finances. And the more we can distance ourselves and the more that we can put these clinical whitewash terms on them, you know, think of political correctness because we don't want to inflame or incense other people. Right. You know, so we whitewash things. So we don't say illegal immigrants anymore. We say undocumented workers. Yeah. Because we're trying to be sensitive. But what we're doing is we're just desensitizing it because they know – the, the the political pundits know that that's a hot button for you and you're going to vote a certain way. So that's why they've whitewashed it and desensitized it to yep. that more t- clinical term. So all of those things that, they, that they're doing to manipulate you, you can do to yourself to manipulate your own responses. I mean, they're on to something there. They sure are. You know, by desensitizing yeah. that that stigma. So that's what we need to do. Anytime we can desensitize ourselves to expenditures, especially frivolous expenditures, the better off we are. So we have to like think in those kind of terms. Um, so that's it for today's moolah phrase of the day. Now let's get talking about uh, this week's key. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to the Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Uh, The Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. I'm waiting for you to get that part memorized. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that, well, you know, it's a challenge. I could... Because I, I could start, give you another three years. I could start doing that on the show. I could take over that announcing part. Yeah, we'll see how you do. Yeah, sort of be the Don Pardo. There you go of your show. I've had I've, I've had thirteen years at it. No, I've had fifteen years. Wow, that's a lot of shows. Yes, I've had fifteen years at it. So I've got some, and it's evolved over time too. Like so, certain words have dropped out, new words have popped up yeah. in there. Yeah, you know. So uh, it's a work in progress. Well spoken. Yay! Just eat ease. So uh, when we talk about um, our personal finances, and because we understand on th- from this show that it's a biology-based money management show, and it's not about the money, it's about everything else, we have to talk about um, forgiveness because – we are going to fall off the wagon. It just happens. No question about it. You know, um, it was, uh, I remember, um, do you remember um, Carney, Wil- is it Carney, Carney Wilson? Wilson? Yeah. And, and she was, you know, had the big <clears throat> weight up and down, up yep. and down kind of thing. And she said that, uh, that the trouble that she had with her food addiction is that she had to have food. Like, if you have a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction, you can get rid of it because you don't need it. You don't need alcohol. But with a food addiction, you need it. With a financial addiction, you need money. Like, that's how you acquire and accumulate the things that you need. That's that's your medium of exchange. Exactly. 
So it's it's a different type of addiction that we have to deal with. Um, and because of all these other things that don't have anything to do with money, go into how we make decisions about money. And these are cultural influences, societal influences, familial influences, you know, spousal influences. So, so you have all of these things, you know, and oh, religious influences yeah. are a bad one. Tithing. You know, well, not yeah. just tithing, but some of the things, you know, um, I have someone that, that um, I know that has had big problems with money and saving for the future because of that whole Bible quote of yeah, yeah, yeah. it's easier to put a camel through an eye of a needle than it is something about a rich man. Hmm. I was paying attention to boys in Sunday school, so yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. remember that one yeah. at all. <laughs> but but things like that, you know, I, I was just uh, reading another financial book um, and I, I, I was reading this this money management book and reviewing it and... Um, you know, and that quote was in there. And it was funny because I had never heard the quote until one of my clients, one of my coaching clients had brought it up. And and I was like, you know, because I said, you know, I said, what sayings do you know about money? Like, what have you learned over time? Because those moneyisms that we hold, like it takes money to make money, like some of those moneyisms can be negative and detrimental. Yep. You know, like a penny saved, penny, penny saved, earned. Yep. Like all of those things... Um, depending on how you hold those moneyisms, um, can have a negative impact. Um, but forgetting the perfection principle is knowing in advance that something is going to happen. We don't know what, and, and I don't mean to be a doomsdayer, and I don't mean to play into our natural negativity bias that the brain has because it's always looking for something to go wrong, mm-hmm. you know, For and it's a survival mechanism. So we're never going to get rid of the negativity bias. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. But- the problem we have is even in a perfect world, there's only three things in this entire universe that we control. Our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. Everything else is just influence. You can't control your kids because goodness knows how many people have kids that are like, ah, you know, and people that, uh, people that have pets. I mean, talk about another like parental situation like you can't well lack of control but you can't communicate because you don't speak the same language so so it's even more difficult to try to control an animal you know um uh, a pet um so so even if you've taken all the classes and done everything right you still have another free will on the other side of that equation yeah that can muck things up for you here's a horrible example um, but you know, you can't control your pet, even though you've gone through all the classes and they listen on the leash. What if your, your dog sneaks out and gets run over, you know, and now you got to pay to have an yeah. emergency room and broken arm. So you were plugging along with your financial plan, but now all of a sudden, you know, $1,500 later after you get your animal put back together and that, that had nothing to do with the best laid intentions, but now you've messed up your finances and now you're feeling bad. And that's why it's important that we not worry about knocking every step out of the ballpark. And I think that we get hung up on that. Number one, it's unrealistic. Because even in a perfect world, again, there are factors beyond our control that will affect things. You know, let's say the guy that you're working for is a crook. And, uh, you know, he closes the door without warning on all of his employees and the last checks that he wrote bounced. Mm -hmm. Maybe you didn't make it to the bank first and whatever money was in there the other employees got and your check bounced. Like you can't control that. But what you can control is how you respond to it. Okay. Cause between stimulus and response, there's a space 
And this is where all the power is held. Sometimes we do really great things in that space and sometimes not so great. And sometimes it doesn't matter what we do in that space. We still can't change the outcome. But we can then again respond to that next outcome. But what happens when we get going is that we make mistakes and we hang on to them as if they're going to prevent us from making the mistake again. And I liken this to driving down the road and you run over something and you're still driving down the road, but instead of watching the road for what's coming ahead, we're looking in the rear view yeah, mirror. Yeah. And you're never, you're going to not see what's in front of you, number one. Sure. But number two, you can't go back and fix it. No. You can only respond to what's happened again. Mm-hmm. But you can't ever go back and erase it or fix it. So we have to learn how to, to move on. And, and when we hold this negative energy in our bodies, I mean, ideally, on, a, on an atomic level, we're just matter. But... It, but and, and and we and we look like we're solid. We look like we're liquid or gas or whatever. You know what I mean? That stuff looks that way, but it's just it's just matter hanging out together. Yeah. You know. And so when we do this, it creates dis-ease in the body when we hold these mistakes in, because when we hold them in, we don't just hold the mistake. We hold the emotion, and 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 we self-flagellate because. We think that by hanging on to that pain, it's going to help us. And all it does is sticks us where we are, keeps us from moving forward, and we're more likely to repeat it because what you filter for, you find. What you focus on expands. And if you're focused on your problems, they're going to expand. But if you focus on your solutions, those will expand. And so, so this is an important key. You are listening to the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Uh, this segment of Unlock uh, of Keys to Riches is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown for Keys to Riches radio listeners by visiting our website at keystoriches.com forward slash KeepMyID. And remember to use promo code WAGS. So, uh... So before the break, we were just chatting about the importance of this key. So now that we know why this key exists, now we're going to learn how to forgive ourselves and let go. Because if we don't, if we don't let this emotion go some way, because again, it's just, it's a, it's a ball of energy. Memories are just energy stored somewhere in our body. And, and when I say that, Think about yourself and your physical body and take yourself to a very upsetting moment. Maybe you got fired from a job, all right, whether it had to do with what you did or not. And and think about how you felt in that moment. What did you see? What did you hear? What did you feel? Who was with you? And notice where in your body you feel it. You know, for example, when I was a kid, uh, I would I would always go check the Twinkie box to see you if you had a Twinkie box. Well, it wasn't my Twinkie box. It was the you know the community house, house Twinkie, Twinkie box. Yeah. But there was only my mom, my brother, and I. And if there were less Twinkies than what should be there, 
I would become enraged because I knew my brother ate another one. Yeah. And so when I would become enraged, just by looking at the Twinkie box, <laughs> I could get this anger in my body and wow. I would feel it in my chest, in my shoulders, and in my arms. Your problems go back to your twi- Twinkie box. <laughs> my Twinkies. <laughs> But I had a reversal of Twinkie luck. That actually saved. That was that actually helped my brother in an emergency. Wow! Surprisingly enough, all the times he got the crap beaten out of him, it saved him when he had a life-threatening emergency. So it was a good thing. Uh, in that moment, I would get this like I would get hot, and and the feeling in my body would be in my arms specifically. Like I all I wanted to do was go wring his neck and choke the crap out of him for eating the Twinkies, you know. And uh, but it wasn't about the Twinkie. It was about something deeper, right? It had to be. No, it was about him eating the Twinkies, and they and 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 I would and I always thought that I was the oldest, so I should have all the Twinkies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the Twinkie should be at my discretion. Yeah, not for any other thing. I mean that that's as deep as it went. I would just get angry because you know I, I I'd want the stink of Twinkies, but but I would feel it in my arms. So think about. Um, maybe that time when you first met the love of your life and you got the lovely butterflies in your stomach. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, or like you can think about the time that you got dumped and you were heartbroken or crestfallen. You physically felt it somewhere in your body. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, you got jumped and you got a jolt of adrenaline that went straight to your legs and you just wanted to run away. Like, or like maybe, you know, you've got... Um, uh, your parents like found something that you broke or hid or stole or whatever, and then your knees you got weak in the knees, you felt it in your legs. You're yeah, like, yeah, Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, in yeah, trouble, yeah. but you couldn't run away. So that was your body dumping hormone to you know, it's fight, freeze, or flee. So when your when your legs would give out, your body's trying to like curl up and freeze and like play possum. But unless we start listening to our body. And finding out where these things go, we can't identify them and bring them up to let them go. And so what we need to do is is uh, start forgiving ourselves for these things. And we have to remember that forgiveness is for us or for you. Forgiveness is not for the other person, you know, but, you know, we get hung up and say, well, I'll never forget that so-and-so. And then you have a situation like the Hatfields and McCoys. Where everybody, like, there's so much hate between the families, but nobody can tell you why one person hates the other. Mm -hmm. Like, so then it just becomes ridiculous. Yeah. You know, other than, oh, your last name is Hatfield or McCoy, I'm going to hate you because of, uh, because that's what my family does. But you don't even know why. Yeah. You know, because it's, you know, so many generations down, you just have no idea why. Ridiculous. So we have to remember, first and foremost, that. What we want to focus is on the progress of the process. We want to cheerlead those moments that and celebrate those achievements that we've made, the times that we have been able to take a step back and, and dissociate from our engagement of the situation. Um, and we don't want to punish ourselves because, again, now we're stirring up hatred, negative emotions. We don't want to punish ourselves for our mistakes, but we want to look at them and try to be objective and figure out what the message is. But the problem with that is that we're going to have the hormone dump. It's a biological response when we make mistakes. Yeah. We can feel it, you know. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, that we, like when we say, he makes me so angry. And it's like, 
it's not he that's making you angry. He's doing what he does, and you're making yourself angry by having a biological response to it. Yep. And so when you have the biological response, then you attach the emotion or the meaning to it, and then you bury it somewhere in your body. So we got to get it out. we got to mm. get it up and out. And so writing is a great cathartic process that we can do. There are other, some, some other um, energy psychology work that we can do to get rid of this. But ideally, forgiveness is for you. And even if you never, ever, like, in person forgive the person that wronged you, uh, you can still forgive for your sake. Write it down, you know, um, express everything, get it all out, communicate it. Maybe you, uh, if you're not a, a writer or a typer, maybe you talk it out into an audio yeah. tape. Yeah. You know, you record it. And, uh, but whatever it is, you got to get it up and out. You know, I was hurt. Acknowledge the pain. We always try to be stoic and, you know, never let them see you sweat. That was always something that I learned. I'm fine. And I have to, like, I experience emotion very deeply and on a very physical level. But I was taught early on, never let them see you sweat. Right. So, and crying is just your eyes yeah. sweating. <laughs> no crying here. So, yeah, there's no room for crybabies. So, I'm good at, like, the poker face and stuff, but that doesn't mean I don't experience it. You know, I just don't express it in front of others. And so, in order for me to have a healthy outlet, I need to express it. And so, whatever it is, so however you express it, whether you dictate it into a tape, write it on a piece of paper, or type it on your computer, you got to get it up and out. You know, what happened? Why did it happen? Why did I respond this way? You know, um, if somebody else wronged you, you know, um, try maybe create your own level of understanding. Try to see it from their side of the perspective as to why they did what they did so you know how to see where your responses may have been ineffective because you got to get to, you got to, you know, like if, if you're thinking about picking a bunch of grapes, you got to pull all of the little grapes and soon enough you'll pull on one grape that'll pull the rest of them down. So you got to mm -hmm. figure out what all the little things are that, that make you hold on to this and get them up and out. And so just keep saying, you know, uh, keep expressing it. Then, you know, especially when, we're mad at ourselves. We've got to find in ourselves the space to say, okay, this is what happened. This is why it happened. And this is what I'm going to do to, to fix it. Okay. Because ideally we don't want to leave things undone. So this is what I'm gonna do to fix it. And then we're going to pull a little bit from key six, hope for the best plan for the worst. Here's my strategy for responding in the future. If and when this happens again, now I have a plan of attack. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I am going to manage my emotions differently. If it's an apology, you know, here's, here's, uh, you know, I'm truly sorry. I regret this happened. Here's, here's what happened from my perspective. Here's how I responded. Here's how I, I feel it was ineffective or inappropriate or whatever it might be. And here's my promise for the future. So you've got to process it completely because just getting it up and out, you know, going to the gym and doing a few rounds on the speed bag or the heavy bag doesn't get it out. It doesn't resolve it. It gets it up and it gets you expressing it. But now you're left in this hostile, agitated right. state. We've got to come back down. 
So how do we do that? Because we have to let go of the emotion. We have to process it. Drink water, move around, get it out. Major Mm. muscle groups, a couple of deep knee bands, toe touches, whatever you're going to do. Then make the logical plan for the future and then feel good about it. Put a lot of healthy energy, smile, warm yourself, embrace it. And even if you never communicate your apology or forgiveness to someone else, it doesn't matter yeah. because you've worked it through. So now your body should feel lighter, elated, maybe tingly. You know, you might even feel lightheaded after you do this process, but you got to get it up and out and then deal with it. Yeah. So because you've, you've got to get that second piece. Here's going forward how I'm going to respond differently. So the next time I see the red dress in the window or that fishing pole with the like nine different tackle boxes, things that go with it, you know, how do we take the engagement out of the picture so so we can be effective? So the only way to do that is if we have a plan that we practice. Remember, we got to go back to key six and, yeah. and, and we got to practice it. And then and only then can we move forward. And this forgiveness process is very, very effective for, for doing that. And, uh, because if you don't let yourself off the hook, you know, what you focus on expands. So you're going to keep making that same mistake until you learn to let it go. Mm-hmm. And you got to let go of the emotion, not the message, maintain the message, but let go of the mistake. Yeah. And that's how we process this. And this is how we move forward exponentially. So for this week's key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, please visit the website at keystoriches.com. And for more in-depth uh, interviews with money experts. Visit our sister site at unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. For the Keys to Riches radio powered by Unlock Your Wealth and Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. Unlockyourwealthradio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.